You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. Hey, that's right. We're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Will the Thrill Greenwood. Hoo-hoo-hoo. I actually think I need to set up one more pillow. Hold on. <laughs> Just kidding. We got enough pillows in this palace. Glad to be here tonight. It's a beautiful night here in Minneapolis. It's about 48 degrees and raining, which is the perfect weather for talking about fantasy football. That's right. That's right. Well, that's why we love it here in the Midwest because our weather is so crappy most of the time. Uh, Trey Barrett is on assignment. Won't be joining us. He got called in to deliver triplets this evening to the hospital. It's a little bit out of his wheelhouse. But uh, I heard it was octuplets. Oh, oh, really? Well, we'll have to hear about that later. But first, we're going to talk about a certain player that I like to call Rojo, Ronald Jones. Well, I've been stuck with him on some of my rosters, and I've thought to myself, as soon as Ronald Jones shows just a little bit, I'm going to try to sell him. But, Will, i got to tell you something. Ronald Jones looked pretty good at times week four against the Rams. So, you know, it's, it's not just me, you know, seeing something on the field. He, through four weeks, he is PFF's highest graded running back. It's Ronald Jones, per Scott Barrett on Twitter. So, what are your thoughts on Ronald Jones? What are you doing with him if you've got him? Uh, still not confidently starting him unless I have to. I don't think that backfield's figured out yet. Uh, I don't think – I mean, like, I don't know what their grades are based on. I was a PFF <laughs> subscriber last year. Uh, but I think it's a little scary when, that, when you have this kind of, like, rating. Like, how is Dalvin Cook not rated higher than Ronald Jones through four weeks? That That is a, li- a little bit shocking to what grades – translate into fantasy points right uh and that's all we care about right we play fantasy football you want fantasy points that's so uh i'm having a little bit of hard time valuing ronald jones and whether or not to trade for him in a redraft just like a speculative ad uh but in dynasty you want to find somebody that values him more than you do if you're going to sell him right so if somebody that read this tweet is like oh i need to go buy him you know, maybe maybe adds a little bit of a little something something to try to get that twenty twenty first if you're not competing, or uh, you know move move positions, which is typically the better move and the more likely deal to get done because we all talk about firsts and things like that, and those deals are much more hard to pull off in the reality than they are to talk about. So, what's your value in Ronald Jones right now, Ryan? Let's go full PPR, full PPR. Uh, I was going to come at you. Uh, let's say. Oh man, uh, I want to toss out there. I'm gonna to toss out. Uh, so I want, I want, I want Ronald Jones. Okay. And I am going to send you. Hold on, because do, 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 the wide receiver one for the Jets. I, I'm not even sure who that would be right now. Is that Jameson Crowder or is that um, Anderson? Do we know who the wide receiver one is for the Jets? Why am I bl- – I'm a horrible, horrible – Robbie Anderson or – Yeah, Robbie Anderson. So, Robbie Anderson for Ronald Jones. Well, no, I, I'm not doing that. I, I, Robbie Anderson I want nothing to do with. He is a, you know, day three pick, undersized guy. No, I don't want, I don't want Robbie Anderson. No, I'm not interested. Okay, so somebody who's actually produced in the NFL versus somebody who hasn't. Interesting. Um, when are you going to know when to start Robbie Anderson? When are you going to know when to start Ronald Jones? You're not. And that's why I want to get rid of him. I know. Okay. 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 There's still that myth that I think it's a myth that Ronald Jones could let's, let's wind it back. Let's wind it back. Let's wind it back to some more, uh, using your logic with all all your great logic, Ryan here, a day two pick, right? Okay. Okay. Dante Pettis. Oh, I liked Dante Pettis more going, although I drafted him later because I'm like, you got to take Ronald Jones. Where I had him in my leagues, I made the mistake well. It's like, he slipped to me here. It's such great value. He's going to a great situation in Tampa Bay. I can't pass on Ronald Jones. Man, big mistake. No, I, I, I got to get more than, than Pettis. I mean, Pettis is a really depressed asset right okay, now. Okay, 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 okay. You can get more. You can get more. Uh, what about a teammate of Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I just, 
no, I, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. With, Dang with it, man. What, what, let me, so, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm looking for. Cause if I'm putting this league chat, I'm going to tell you what I want in return. I'm looking for picks or I am looking for uh, just not a wide receiver. It could be maybe a tight end. It could be another running back, maybe a quarterback. If I'm desperate, a super flex league, if, if you'll give me a quarterback, but no, I don't want, I don't want wide receivers like that. That's, I, I, you know, that's not. Okay, how okay, 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 okay. Let's rewind it back. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, you got, I'll, I'll take Cortland Sutton for Ronald Jones. Yeah, Deal. I wouldn't do that. Deal. No, no, no you said yeah. it, you offered it. You can't take it back. It's Cortland Sutton is I'm just trying to find your. I'm just trying to find your value range of actual players at a different position. Okay, Mark <laughs> Andrews. Oh, I, I would take Mark Andrews for Ronald Jones. Okay, Noah Fant. Yes. Irv Smith. No. The leading tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. No. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's – I, I want to ask you that. I'm going to flip this Okay, okay. Table. We don't do this back and forth forever, but – you know, if we're going to talk about Ronald Jones' value, we should talk about what you're actually giving up for him, uh, let's say, on a competing or non-competing team in Dynasty. So, non-competing, like all your teams, Ryan, what do you want for Ronald Jones? It's probably a pick, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, non-competing, non I, I want to get a pick. Um, like, you're not trying to get Emmanuel Sanders plus, you know, something else. You're not trying to get a Larry Fitzgerald. You're not uh, Marvin Jones type no. scenario. No, no, Like, no. you're trying to get more value out of that. Right, right. So, you want that young – you want you want to – Package him with an Emmanuel Sanders for a first rounder, right? If uh, like on a contending team, on a non-contending team where you have oh, Emmanuel Sanders and yeah, Ronald oh, yeah. Jones, I like that. I like that idea. That's a great idea. Just like most of your teams. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> one example of uh, an Emmanuel Sanders debate we had, but uh, yeah. So if you if you could do that, that's where I would. That's what I think that's a good sell for. That's a good sell, but I also think that's a great buy for too for contending teams. I love both sides of that trade. Oh, if you if you're a contending team, to, I would give up my twenty. I'd give up my twenty twenty first. So I'm a contending team for Ronald Jones and Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. I, oh, I you know. wouldn't, but you're willing to take that. Mm. No, I'm I'm not on a contending team. Like I just think, oh man, I, I think people are going to regret trading those twenty twenty first. And you know, we've had Jordan McNamara <sighs> on the show a lot, and when, thinking about trades in season. You know, he he reminds us that looking at the data, those trades don't help you as much as you think they are. You know, like so when I'm making trades for contenders in season, I don't want to give up a lot. I, I want to acquire like an Emmanuel Sanders type or Larry Fitzgerald type, but to give up my first round pick, even though it's a late first for for those guys, I I, I don't know. I guess if Ronald Jones pays out, like if he if he continues to be viable here years that you know several years that's why we're asking you ryan about the value of him you think he's yeah. gonna pan out or no yeah end of the year I where's ryan and okay. that's and that's why this one that, that's my opinion but i but what do you think well we haven't heard what you think about ronald jones do you think he's gonna pan out i think i'm buying it a little bit i think i'm buying it a little bit yeah uh a team that has needs in other places right so we're coming to this this 2020 stacked class like overall it's going to be – they're going to replace every running back in the entire NFL. There's 32 running backs in the 2020 class. They're going to replace all 32 running backs. In the That's NFL. right. It's Easy. loaded. Haven't you heard? But uh, the Buccaneers are not – they're not loaded at, at any position other than wide receiver right now and maybe maybe tight end with those two guys. So but they still need offensive line help. They still need secondary help big time. Uh, I know that the scheme has kind of worked out. They've had some like uh, pretty lucky interceptions against the Niners, some dudes dropping passes. But they're in my mind, it's no way that the that they're going to be willing to take a even like like third round running back that is going to replace Ronald Jones at this moment, assuming he continues on this ascent. Which I think you should at least have an open mind to considering that Ronald Jones is still at his base value. He had a horrible year last year, absolutely horrible. This year he's starting to look. He starts. He's looking tougher. He's running harder. Uh, he's still not catching passes. Like still a little bit, you know, bad. But like he's still getting used to a new offense. You know, with a new head coach, and it's it's just like starting year one over again in my mind. Yeah. And he's starting to show flashes of what you want to see. So so what else do you want? You know, like I, I, somebody I want, you're going to buy into. I want a guy that's going to catch the ball, and I don't think Ronald Jones can do it because uh, he's not. You know, it's. Uh, 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 why can I think of his name? Aguna, well, I'm going to butcher his name. You know, Dare, Dare Agubawale. Thank you. You know, is getting all the reception work. So that's what concerns me. So if, if he was this, you know, three down back, then I'd be much more interested. But since he's proving not to be, and I don't think he's going to be, 
Oh, I bet by week seven, Dar is not getting any receptions, and Jones has double what Dar is getting. Like for a couple of weeks in a row, he's going to have average double the receptions of Dar. Sure. Ooh, do you want to make a grab bag of shame bet on that? Yeah, we'd really to pay those off. So I'm in. <laughs> like, right. Why not? Who cares? We never, we never pay. Well, I, so I think anyway. though it comes to offensive flow. I mean, yeah, they want to see it in practice. And Ronald Jones does have those little teeny tiny hands, Ryan, which I know you hate. Yes. So it is hand. tough. I do agree. It is tough. But uh, the the flow of the game and the way that team's going to go, if they start winning more games, you're going to. You, I just think you're going to see him in the flow of the game get more opportunities and do. I mean. The thing is, like, I want to buy into the chance. I want to roll the dice for the chance of that. Uh, do I really, truly, wholeheartedly, Don, and all the things I think about Ronald Jones, think that he's going to do it? No, I don't. But am I willing to gamble that I'm wrong? Yes, because I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> I'm right. I mean, I'm right sometimes, but, like, you know, when it comes to those kind of things, like, it's hard to tell. It's hard to decide how a player is going to develop. It is. Speaking of, of areas where we both missed, because we were all, I think, in a consensus, um, looking at these, I know, I know these PFF grades, they don't mean anything when it comes to fantasy, but their number one highest rated, rated um, wide receiver is Chris Godwin on this list. And, and we know he is a, a top 10 wide receiver, might be a top five, I haven't looked um, thus far in the year. So I, I don't think you can go out and buy Chris Godwin, but you know, any, any thoughts about, about Chris Godwin? Like, do, do you, I mean, do you think we're, he's going to start to fade a little bit? I mean, was that his biggest game of the year week four? Any Chris Godwin thoughts? Cause, cause you kind of have to assume so. It's not going to before week four. <laughs> yeah. Also yeah, another sense. side tangent. Do I like to ask myself questions and answer them? Yes. <laughs> I just, I, I just caught myself doing that a few times last time. I just had to, you know, dog on myself for it. So, uh, the the Chris Godwin, you know, talk. I, I do think. I think now would be the worst possible time to try to buy Chris Godwin a dynasty. Oh yeah, no doubt. The the person that own owns Chris Godwin in your league has has most likely, in my opinion, believed in him for a long time. Has been waiting for this, and now they want that. Like they want like a Michael Thomas for Chris Godwin, or like or, you know somebody along that. We're talking top eight wide receiver level. They want that Amari Cooper for Chris Godwin. And I'm not willing to go there yet. I, I'm not. And it's a little bit of conservatism on my end. Maybe it's, maybe it's even a little bit of take lock, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I, right now, in, like, I just wouldn't want to pay that. Because I think later on, at least maybe you can get like, a little bit cheaper if you really want to buy Chris Godwin. You know where Chris Godwin is in the rankings, PPR ranks? I didn't realize he was this high. And I should have because he's had some really big games. Chris Godwin is number three, the number three wide receiver in PPA. Well, his last game though was like I know, and it's four games. I'm not saying he's going to finish there, but that that is that is interesting. So he's definitely a guy to think about selling. I, I think I told you this, so I have him in three leagues, but kind of. And every time I acquired him, it was uh, in two. It was a draft where he drops in a startup draft, and then it was an auction where the wide receivers were gone, and, and I wanted to get a, a pretty decent wide receiver because I thought going into the year. He's gonna be like a low end wide receiver too. Yeah, I mean, I get it, Ryan. You you capitalize on your Ronald Jones purchases. Yeah, but but the 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 other league though, this is the the one that's interesting is I had I got him in a startup league a couple of years ago, and I tried shopping him like crazy. I mean, I shouldn't say like crazy because I couldn't sell him, but I was pretty you know vocal about it, like in the league chat, like, hey, Chris Godwin's for sale, and everyone's like, no, I don't want him. I you know. I, because I wanted to get a running back or, a, you know, a 2021st or whatever a package and no one wanted to do it. And, and it's so funny that I really tried as hard as I could to get rid of them. And I couldn't. So not everyone was buying into the hype. There were a lot of people that, that weren't. And, and now, you know, I guess you've got to buy in. What would you, uh, would you take Chris Godwin or Cooper cup? Well, C- Cooper cup is the number two this year. I, I think I like Cooper cup better. So I think you could get more. I think you get more. I think you get it's a little bit of a hot take now. Yeah. No, I, I think you could get Cooper Cup plus. So I would try to get a Cooper Cup plus deal. I'd do that. Yeah. That's still one thing I'm afford about this season is Cooper Cup's production after that ACL tear. Uh, amazing. In November amazing. of last year. Yeah. I'm just I, I told all my friends and well not you know none of my family plays fantasy. So let's just say friends and family because I told all my friends and all my family that don't play. 
I was like, you got to fade Cooper Cup. You, ha- you have to. Logic says fade Cooper Cup. And Logic took that and threw it back in my face. <laughs> it's really hard. And that's, that's such as you get so much egg on your face as guys. So, cause Ryan, we do this as, you know, amateur, you know, amateurs who like to really like spend time and research things and talk about this. But when it comes to redraft, you tell somebody to fade Cooper cup, you get a lot of egg on your face. It's not fun, but good for Cooper cup. Good for him. I was buying him in dynasty where I could. Same thing with Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, not quite the same same success, but he's number 15 wide receiver in PPR. In a way more three, way later in the year. I'm like, there's no way Emmanuel Sanders is going to come back and do anything. It's it's crazy. Yeah, th- th- those stories are fun. Um, guys like DJ uh, Chark, other than Will Greenwood, no one was talking about him, and he is your wide receiver 10 right now. It's just well, I mean, what's funny is like we there was even made a joke in our league chat in that Foot Clan Dynasty League, Ryan. Like we did, I did that big deal for uh, uh, Stefan Diggs at the beginning of the year, and I made sure DJ Chark was thrown in. And I go, yeah, this deal is just centered around DJ Chark, like as a joke in there. I actually tried to scoop him up just in like little places, you know, with like draft capital and like, I don't know, that kind of dart throw person that's like worthless that you can maybe just grab. And I, I guess I shouldn't say I haven't, I haven't been under 50% of my leagues. So – I don't want to sound like this absolute genius that knew that DJ Sharp was going to do anything, but uh, he's just kind of a guy that's like, I don't know. This is, this is somebody who I, I think is worth a roster spot. And it's been fun. <laughs> number 10 wide receiver versus Diggs, number 51. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's just crazy. I know, I know it's four weeks. And uh, the thing is, though, I don't think Sharp's going to drop that. I mean, like that, like if he, if he, you know, he might finish as like wide receiver 26, let's say. And he still is usable week after week. Although dropping from 10 to uh, 26 over the rest of the season would be a little bit disappointing. So, but my, uh, the, at, the, at the end of the day, that's a guy that we talked a little bit about on the Patreon show that uh, I'm, I think I'm buying into. And I think we're going to try to scoop him up now for cheap in, other, in leagues. Yeah, he, I mean, he's clearly the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. And, and I think, yeah, you, you know, you're – you know, worst case scenario, maybe he's a you know, high end, you know, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. So yeah, he's, he's a, he's a guy that you're right. I think you can get him still rather cheaply because people are still aren't buying into him fully. Yeah. When, when fantasy points meet film analysis uh, from people that listen to Ryan, that's the time you want to buy somebody before the rest of the world figures it out. That's right. That is right. You want to talk about rookies? Because I want to talk about rookies. Yeah, I really want to talk about rookies. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. So Curtis Patrick, we're recording this on Wednesday night as always. And so he's, so he started sending out these, uh, these quarter season check-in tweets. And they're kind of interesting. Uh, the first one, which 2019 rookie running back do you prefer in Dynasty Fantasy Football? So he kind of put the big three running backs, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, or David Montgomery. So – well, Greenwood, let me pose a question to you before we talk about what Twitter said initially. Who are who's your number one? Who do you prefer most in Dynasty of those three running backs? So, Ryan, it was really hard for me not to check Twitter. Did you check? No, that's okay. I'm, I'm so rarely on Twitter. <laughs> or joke about my own. You. This might entice you to. Check well, I know, but my own deficiencies is you know self-deprecating humor. It's really funny. Everybody should get into it. Uh, but he, the, which. 2019 rookie running back. To me, it's a it's a between the legs 360 slam dunk for Josh Jacobs. Okay. I, I mean, it, I think this is a hard choice because it's not like any of these guys have come out and and set the world on fire, right? They. they I think he looks way better than the other two. I do, I do too. No, I would go with Josh Jacobs. I think it's pretty easy. Number one, you probably took him higher. And number two, you know, the only knock about Josh Jacobs is that he hasn't gotten involved in the receiving game as much, really. And I, I think he's certainly capable of that. And that's one of his best qualities that, that he has not. And I buy into I buy into Josh Jacobs' story. Like Josh Jacobs is a great receiver. It's one of his best qualities. Oh like, yes, I'm not the cause was saying. And his narrative, I, I want him more than those other two guys. And I was a big Dave. You know, I was a big David Montgomery fan. I mean, right. even though I was state not Iowa, but. Uh, I want him to be better, but Josh Jacobs is like the the better version of David Montgomery. You know, he's yeah. that juiced up David Montgomery, and Miles Sanders is like the 
oh, I'm trying to think like what was a really great athlete coming out at the Miles Sanders still has room to improve for sure. And maybe it's a potential chance to go and scoop him up on a team that like needs win now that can't wait for a Miles Sanders breakout. Cause I think his future is still bright, but I think for, for this, for the rest of the season, you might see it's just, I want him to be better than what Miles Sanders is probably going to be in my honest opinion, but I'll end up starting him still in redraft leagues for like fantasy wishing. So, <laughs> but yeah, right now it's, to me, it's a pretty clear cut choice of Josh Jacobs. So, okay. So it, it won't come as any surprise that Twitter agrees with you and me 50% though, 50% of Twitter. Then, then it's pretty much 25% Sanders, 25% Montgomery and the votes are still coming in. So between Sanders and Montgomery, if I say you can have either one of these guys, I think I want Montgomery because I think he has a chance for his value to rise higher this season to move him for Sanders plus. Maybe by the end of it, but that's, that's real, real wishy-washy. That's, that's 50, 50 to me. Like if you want a Miles Sanders, the more athletic on uh, potentially the better offense. And I've got a question for uh, you. Well, do you really th- – because you hear people in the Dynasty community that, that I know really liked Miles Sanders coming into the year. You hear them talking about, like, oh, but he looks really good on tape. You know, he's still getting the opportunity. You know, he looked better than Jordan Howard in that game against Green Bay. You know, I watched that game. He didn't, though. I didn't think he did. No, I thought no, Jordan that game was really was better. He was the better running back in that game. Uh, I'm not saying Miles Sanders is more talented than Jordan Howard or anything like that. But I think just that game, Jordan Howard looked better. I think the Eagles will just – they just rolled the Packers. The Packers look bad. Oh, I know, Not to I know. say that, like, Jordan Howard, that's not – like, that, that's Jordan Howard's cup of tea, right? Like, that's the running back you've wanted. Right. So – but the, the Packers look bad in that game. Yeah, so I guess my question is, like, I, I do – I was telling you – I talked about this in the Patreon show a little bit. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash Joes, But – I'm a little bit concerned. I've seen every game, every snap that David Montgomery has played. And to me, I'm concerned because you, you put it well, Will. You said he, you, you just, because I was trying to put it into words and you're like, he doesn't seem like he has like football speed. He's not like fast from an, on a football sense. And I feel that way because he's, yeah, he breaks tackles and everything, but he's just not, he doesn't have the breakaway speed. And he just, some parts of his game seem slow. And I don't know. But yeah, he's kind of what I imagined like Royce Freeman was going to be coming into the league. Like he wasn't going to be quite fast enough. Couldn't pick it up fast enough as far as like breakaway speed, but he, right. he's changed. But yeah. I, th- I, I, I think Mon- yeah, Montgomery does look like he's, so if he gets, he breaks, let's say a tackle and then has running room, he's going to get like 20 yards. You know, he's not going to house it. That's what I'm worried about with David Montgomery. And that, that's a really big concern because that's what he, you know, if you break tackles, like it's fine, but if you're only getting 10 yard chunk plays on the ground, but then you're not getting the, you know, like those touchdowns go to other people when it comes to the red zone. What are you, what are you banking on? You want those 80 yards between the twenties every game. That's not what you're looking for in the place you drafted David Montgomery. Right. And, and Miles Sanders is, is kind of the same with the fumbling issue. I think that's a real thing. He, he just like, he just, he looks okay. I just don't see like, I'm just not excited about Miles Sanders. Uh, you were tired of his miles fumble Sanders. So you can pick him up in rookie drafts. Now you're flip-flopping. So yeah. this is going to be a problem? Yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to – like, I don't, I don't think he's as talented as people want to believe he is. And I don't necessarily love that situation in Philadelphia because it, we've seen it. We talked about this. Like, they, I think they're always going to have a shared backfield. I don't think he's ever going to be, like, the bell cow. And I know that you don't see that, but that you do see some teams that have, like, a, more of, like, a 60-40 split. And with them, it's, it's not just Jordan Howard. It's Darren Sproles getting, you know, touches and – I don't know. It just concerns me. So, I, I we probably talked about these guys too much, but I, I, I mean, guess he came know. out. So, so what I'll say is with Sanders, he came out as a true junior. He's still pretty young when it comes yeah. coming to NFL, coming up to NFL speed. He's had one year starting, so I'm willing to excuse some of his follies uh, that he's had in the NFL. He's also gone out on deep routes and caught great passes yeah. and had touchdowns called back from holding calls. So his his game log maybe, maybe doesn't really show you what he was doing in those games. So I think that that is a, a, an opportunity to be able to buy him. So as of right now, Ryan, after this quick discussion, my waffleness has changed. I would take, I'd go Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. Uh, welcome back to <laughs> preseason drafting. 
Okay, well, let's see if we can change your mind on the next one. Uh, so this is which rookie, 2019 rookie quarterback do you prefer in Dynasty? Dwayne Haskins or Dan- – oh, what, you want to go back? Yeah, Ronald Jones plus what uh, nets me Miles Sanders on a team that you have him. <laughs> I don't want Ronald Jones. Okay. Um, if, if you give me Ronald Jones in a – how about a Ronald Jones in a 2021st for Miles Sanders? What about a super early 2022nd? <laughs> okay, we can pivot. But I just wanted to like say that, like that's the in your so in a league where somebody else has Ronald Jones and they want to upgrade to one of these guys, you just don't think it's possible without overpaying. Probably not. I, I think people. I, I think people are like with like a rookie running back like this. It's all about potential. You know, people are like, well, you you can. Everyone's written this narrative like, well, Miles Sanders, he's going to take over eventually this year. He's going to pass Jordan Howard. You know, it's just like people think that. People think that he's going to win you your league, you know, in a fantasy playoffs. What about Ronald Jones plus DK Metcalf for Miles Sanders? No, I don't think that gets it done. Uh, maybe with some people yeah. would. Maybe with some people would. But I think the same with David Montgomery. People think – you were telling me you were listening to uh, Evan Silva on a podcast, and Evan Silva was saying that he thinks that David Montgomery – Yeah, he was on the couch uh, with Sigmund Bloom, which ah, is – on the couch. I love – that podcast for what it's worth. I don't know what it is about the, uh, you know, seems okay. like sultry voice and the way he talks to people and just his passion about it. He's one of my favorite people to listen to. Yeah. He's saying, uh, Evan Silva was saying like Dave Montgomery's op- like his, uh, share of that offense is so big right now. You need to buy into the lack of production because in the future, you know, they, the Vikings are a tough matchup. That's, that's not a lot. Like even right. as my homerism, like that's a really tough matchup at home yeah. on that terrible, terrible field. That is the Chicago Bears stadium. Uh, that is that's hard to play on, and his. But anyway, the share of the offense is, is going to potentially stay the same, and his fantasy points will catch up to that. That's what Evan's saying, and Evan is way smarter, way brighter than I am. He's a fantasy mind, and when he says something that I like to hear, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, that, that's fair. So what, the, obviously, it's a quarter of the year. You know, maybe the smart thing to do is not to just to kind of hold and kind of let's let this play out a little bit more. Right? That's never the smart idea. Uh, always always want to make, make a move. We always want to make a move. Okay. Quarter season check-in, which 2019 rookie quarterback do you prefer in dynasty fantasy football? Uh, Gardner Minshew is not an option. So if you're wondering about that, I'm sorry, but mm. you do have Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones. Those are your two options. So will Greenwood, what say you? It's Daniel Jones and it's, it's kind of like sneakily not close right now. Do, do you, um, did you like Dwayne Haskins more going into the year than Daniel Jones? I think so. I mean, yeah, no, I, I for sure did. I, I take that back. I for sure did. I actually still like Dwayne Haskins and I don't think that this question is a knock on Dwayne Haskins. I think it's more of a positive for Daniel Jones. Uh, because the you know Dwayne Haskins was the further down pick. I think the Redskins organization is a little bit muddled, but uh, they're probably going to have a new head coach next year that can actually do stuff with Dwayne Haskins and not put it. I mean, at least they're trying to be nice to him and not start him against the Patriots this week and trying to be you know like kind with saying they don't know who the starter is. Mm-hmm. But maybe Dwayne Haskins comes out and balls out against the Patriots and we all just get shocked. Uh, Daniel Jones has had that one game uh, where he came in and beat the you know beat the Buccaneers. And then had the the next game that was against the Redskins, which was like, is that even fair? It's like a judgment call. So Daniel Jones is is the hype train. But we also talked about Daniel Jones being like, why wouldn't you buy this player? He got drafted high. Pat Shermer's a good offensive mind, you know, at the worst at, at his worst. So he should have been uh, ranked high, like higher than what we had him initially. And so now, uh, right now, give me Daniel Jones, and it's completely based on value. Yeah, I. I think that's great. I think that's a great assessment. I feel the same way. You kind of have to take Daniel Jones based on value. And, and I will admit that, you know, there, there's a little bit of doubt in my mind creeping in about Dwayne Haskins. It's super early, but I'm reminded how dysfunctional the Washington Redskins are as an organization. It, just, it worries me that a new coach will, will come in and how's that new coach going to feel about Dwayne Haskins? Or What if it's John Gruden? <laughs> They go reverse nepotism. <laughs> um, do you want to know what Twitter thinks about that? I bet it was like 80% Daniel Jones. 88% Daniel Jones. Oh. Yeah, I'm a surprise. Should have taken the over. 
So would you trade? You're a fickle, fickle fantasy community. <laughs> I wonder if you put Gardner Minshew, what it would be. Because it's just like, it's a mess. That would be fascinating to know. Because I bet, I bet Dwayne Taskins finished last in that category. And I don't know if it'd be close. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, I have to ask you. So if you could take Daniel Jones and get Dwayne Haskins and let's say a super flex league, you, let's say you could get Dwayne Haskins in a 2022nd for, for like, and, and you get that. Me, I want, I want Dwayne Haskins and Gardner Minshew for Daniel Jones. And yeah. But someone, someone offers that to you. They decide I want Daniel Jones. So I'll give you Haskins and Minshew. Do you take it? Yeah. I'll, I will be late to work in the morning because I'll be popping bottles of champagne in the Greenwood household. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, who do you want more in a one QB league? Haskins or Jones? Same thing. I mean, probably, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess again, you, you, so you want to build your bank account, right? In, right. in fantasy football. So Daniel Jones is worth twice as much as Dwayne Haskins right now. So give me Daniel Jones and then, then let me move him, try to move him for Dwayne Haskins plus like a little bit of capital or like, a Dwayne Haskins plus an Emmanuel Sanders, you know? Something that I'm not going to use Daniel Jones anyway this year because I have other quarterbacks in one quarterback league. But give me a positional player that I can use on my team. All right, fair enough. You want to get into or Robbie Anderson because you hate him so much. Robbie Anderson. Oh, I hate Robbie Anderson. Give me Robbie. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Must be okay. eating up Robbie Anderson. Let's get into some rookie wide receiver talk. So which 2019 rookie wide receiver do you prefer in Dynasty? It's not a laundry list. It's just two names. It's Terry... Mick Lauren and Nikhil Harry. So this is interesting because Nick Harry in some yeah, both injured in some rookie drafts. Well, he went number one overall, believe it or not. And he hasn't done anything, but he was a first round pick. And then you have Terry McLaurin that has really exceeded expectations that anyone had for him. Has looked really good when he's played first three weeks of the year. So who who are you taking? Do you want to see? Well, didn't you see that his first three game plays games played, he broke all sorts of records, and then his fourth game played, he didn't play. So like he still holds, like he has an opportunity to break that record. Maybe they'll still sit him out against the Patriots so that his fifth, his fourth actual starting game played, he can tear it up again. Anyway, uh, Nikhil Harry, not close. Still, not close. Okay, what what do you think? Um, see, see, for me, I disagree because. I know maybe it's it's probably recency bias, but we've we've seen Terry McLaurin, and I think he's really good. I think he's going to be a really good player. I think we've seen it. I think he's going to continue to grow. Where Nikhil Harry, we just don't know. And I'm going to take the guy. And, and Ryan. McLaurin Ryan. can go up in value in 2019, and, and Nikhil Harry, I, I, when is he coming back? He's 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 got, his value is only going to go down. So we're talking. What about should you value. say about that organization though, and how big a mess they are? And you're going to buy into that? I'm going to buy into talent with. Terry. Mangler. So, but you're not buying Dwayne Haskins now over her? No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and I will say, not that this is, makes me necessarily feel any better, but. Of Twitter course, I agree with you. We are fickle beasts. <laughs> uh, Jerry McLaurin has put up wide receiver one weeks versus Nikhil Harry is on the IR for the Patriots, which is a potential doomsday device. But I think uh, coming into next year, I think, I don't know. I just, stick with what what in this scenario uh stick in my mind <laughs> by the future by the future by the future by the future if i've Terry mclaurin i'll trade you in for nuclear harry uh every day of the week except for sunday just in case uh mclaurin goes down for with a big injury do you think what percentage of harry Wait, no, is- i would still do that but what what percentage of Harry owners do you think would do that? Because the people that invest, let's say you invested like even the one Oh three in the kill Harry, can you do that? Can you like, are you feeling like I need to get out now? I better take Terry. Like I, I, I like the, the idea of, you know, thinking that way, but does that happen? Ronald Jones for Nikhil Harry. <laughs> I'd make that deal. <laughs> oh. If I'm you have Ronald out. Jones I'm or a- you had Nikhil Harry. If I have Ronald Jones, I bet of course that you deal, would. You tell Ronald deal, Jones for like a pack of cigarettes, no, man. No, but that's right a now. great deal. You're getting like a, you know, top three, four rookie pick in 2019, admittedly in a down class. I bet you can get that deal done. Well, I bet. I bet wait, I can. Wait, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. 2019 has just proven that it's not a down class, though, right? Like, are, are we wrong? Like, 
we have uh, Hollywood Brown coming out. We have Terry McLaurin. We have these guys showing out. Like, J.J. Arcega Whiteside even looks good at the, at the beginning part here. Like, this should not be considered a down class anymore, right? Um, I, you know, we I guess we don't know until the year's over. But I think still people consider it a down class. You're talking about two guys. Who else is there from this rookie class that's putting up? I mean, Daniel Jones, does he make – does he elevate the class? McCole Hardman has had a couple wide receiver one weeks. Yeah. There's been a few. More than more than what there has was in 2018, for sure. Right. And I didn't look at 2017. You know, don't have unlimited time. But uh, <laughs> I assume that there's more wide receiver ones that are rookies this year through four weeks than there were in 2017. And but I, if a, a wide receiver one week. Yeah. Yeah. Be shocked if it was close. Anyway. Anyway, uh, back to my point, which was I kind of forgot it now about Nikhil Harry. We we got one more from Curtis Patrick. This uh, once again, rookie wide receivers. Which do you prefer, Marquise Brown or DK Metcalf? I mean, you probably know how Twitter is going to go, but what? How do you feel? Ooh, am I fantasy wanting or am I? I don't know. I want. I want. For me, like I want Marquise Brown to be better because I want the the uh, Ravens to finally draft a first round wide receiver and have him be good, like in the long term. Right. But in my brain, and what I want is DK Metcalf. Pivot point though, Ryan. Uh, hashtag Dynasty Eeyore. Uh, in our and we have a fourteen team Superflex league. He traded both these guys for David Johnson. Well, did he need running back help? I mean, no. It's uh, it's one at each position, a super flex, and then four flex spots. Okay. I think it's four. It might be five. I should know better. But I mean, I, I think that's probably a fair deal. So two 2019 firsts for David Johnson. David Johnson. Did, before the year started? or No, it just happened happens um yeah i think it's a deal that he's good i mean it's one of those things if, if you're like want to win now i think david johnson helps you more win now oh obviously down the road i think it's a deal you're going to regret in a year or two but i think right now it's it's probably one that really you think both these guys are going to pan out as like top wide receivers that would be worth it versus more david johnson can put up in the next two years oof, oof, oof. Uh, I think it's pretty even. I mean, you think it's like a totally one-sided deal on the David Johnson side? Oh, uh, no, I'm just irate because uh, <laughs> I was getting held hostage for two 2020 early firsts, and I wouldn't give it up for so David you, Johnson. And then they took two late 2019 that is, Yeah, it is irritating. So I, yeah. I am irate, but turns out when you draft players that perform very well, their value increases and they're, they're <laughs> worth more. But it's just fantasy jealousy. But I think that's a good deal all around. I don't. I, I actually really do. Yeah, uh, I do. I do too. I, I mean, I think. I think that um, Dennis Eeyore is going to be happy with it this year. It's a top scoring team. Year, His record is yeah. going to improve, and like that's what you want. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and I think drafting these two players in the startup draft was very wise. Indeed, indeed. So uh, hashtag fantasy wanting. Hashtag fantasy jealousy. <laughs> hashtag fantasy will. You want to guess the uh, breakdown, how, how Twitter felt about this? Oh, like, like 85% Marquise Brown. Not, not as much as you might think. 66% Marquise Brown. And I think that has – I think it would be higher, but I think there's still some maybe some lingering you know, sentiment because people hated Marquise Brown going into rookie draft, so they probably were like, oh, DK Metcalf still our guy. So. Yeah, and Metcalf had like – he's just got a ton of targets, not a, not a ton of production like, as far as yardage and touchdowns, but lots of targets. Yeah, I think I think Marquise Brown has a chance to you know annually be, be special. Of, yeah, be special. Oh, whereas, he's chance to be special. Well, DK Meth is gonna he has he have his moments. You know, he's gonna have his big games, but I guess he could still. I guess he could be special. I just I don't know. I'm not buying into that as much. If Chris Carson fumbles one more time, DK Metcalf is gonna blow up. <laughs> they gonna put him in the backfield. He's gonna get carries. That'd be great. I don't know. I just feel like that's a great scenario. Like if Chris Carson. Throw his way his job again. It could be anybody in that backfield. Uh, hey, you uh, you listed some some notes here on the the show sheet. We're we're starting to get uh, short on time, but 
you have some other thoughts for us tonight, Will. Well, so Ryan, you're coveted 2021st. Yes. Is there a single one of these players? All mine. Yeah. Oh, all these rookies are going to blow the world apart uh, because that's what all every draft class does. So DK Metcalf, Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin, Nikhil Harry. Uh, I put our second white side in there just in case. Any of those guys you're moving to 2021st for? So, so I send a 2021st. I can get my pick of one of those guys. Yeah, like you put it into a bucket. Uh, you're 2021st. Let's say it's you know you're not tanking. You know, right. You're you're uh, so expected like to a- be uh, like a 12 team league. For I guess let's let's separate superflex in in one QB. In let's say in one QB, uh, the seven through 12. Or two QB the seven through twelve. I am not selling my twenty twenty first for any of these guys. Not doing it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it's a pretty easy choice for me. Well, I, I guess I don't know. I would, I would, I do think Hollywood Brown has a chance to be really special among this group. Uh, but still, I don't think I could do it. At the end of the day. I just want to hold on. I just feel like you're going to regret selling the 2021st because even if we're wrong about this class, I still think the hype is going to continue to build. Have you been watching college football this year, Will? I mean, it's there's some very exciting players that um, people are going to get. What? Why are you looking at me like that? You watch college football this year? Get, you're just watching Iowa. That's you turn off your mic and you throw it out of the window. I've watched every <laughs> college football game this entire season. Every single – I record them all, all 130 teams in the FBS. Uh, no, but uh, so, Ryan, I think – are you being I – think, I think you might be being a little bit too smart with your 2021st about what you think you can do with that in the next class. Uh, if it's going to be a later 2021st, your top six studs are going to be off the board, right? So this could be like an A.J. Dillon. This could be somebody else where it doesn't pan out very well. I think if you could trade that for guys who are getting production, I'm a little bit hesitant about Terry McClure or yeah, Terry McClure, but that's that, uh, it's that UTH that, uh, that's been like that, you know, that I've really started to buy into, but I still think it might be worth it. Uh, and to kill Harry, I still think it might be worth it. Or say white side, I mean, it might be out, but Metcalf has shown that he's, he's just better than what we thought. Hollywood Brown has shown that he's much better than what we thought. Even if he counts against the Dolphins, like that doesn't matter. Other teams play the Dolphins haven't done what he's done. So that's a I struggle because you're not guaranteed to where your first is going to land. You know, like there's there's risk involved. But in in hindsight, if you'd go through it next year and say the first is going to be uh, from pick seven to twelve, I think you would trade that going into next year pretty easily potentially. With you feel the same way in Superflex. No. Yeah. I'm just holding tight. Because, right. like, we don't know, like, honestly, like, Drake, Jake Fromm made a ton of great NFL throws in that Notre Dame game, and I've not been a Jake Fromm fan for a long time just because he's boring. Like, I feel like that's always been such a big running team, but they couldn't run the ball that well against Notre Dame. And he made a lot of really great pro throws, so I think he has some really great opportunity. And then he put in Tua, and then sitting next to Thor, you know, in that startup, he's really big on Herbert. And so I can be big on Herbert too. Then he's smarter than I am when it comes to college evaluation. It's not close. So that's a that's just three quarterbacks. You know that they, like they get lumped now into the first round. So I'm holding tight. Um. Yeah. When do you know when Joe Burrow at, at LSU when he's eligible for the NFL? Oh, I don't. But uh, have you watched LSU play yet? I have. Yeah. I haven't because. I, I, no, I have, I have, I have, I have. I've watched them four times over, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm very excited to see how that all pans out. Yeah, because he's looked really great this year, and I don't know what the, you know, college football experts that that analyze NFL draft are saying about him, but but he is eligible for the 2020 draft, and and he he was a, um, at Ohio State he transferred. Um, when he couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins and, and he's, he's really looking good. So it makes me think I need to check my, my Debbie leagues. And um, I don't know through four games with 1,520 yards and 17 touchdowns. It's not really like NFL ready. How many, yeah. What, what are his ratio? Well, it doesn't matter. We're getting, we're getting off. off Just kidding. He is literally has 17 touchdowns <laughs> to two interceptions. There's first four well, games. Say, seven, that's the ratio. He's played Texas and Vanderbilt with two like fluff games in between. Yeah. But, uh, 
he's, he might be special, you know, and especially that, that, that spread type of offense and what the NFL is like transitioning to with the new rules. He could potentially be a great NFL quarterback. And like that could transition to a first round pick. If he gets drafted in the top 20 picks next year in the NFL draft, he's a first round rookie draft pick. And that's not hard. Right. Yeah. So. You know, that's the, the, you know, that's where you're taking Dwayne Haskins, uh, not moving not Daniel Jones, but anyway. Okay. Last, last part about it. Okay. You are a struggling team, and you're struggling mainly because you have don't have running backs. Uh, you think your pick is going to be between, like, 90% chance between the 105 and 109 and 12-team Superflex. This is important Superflex here. Okay. Uh, PPR League. Would you move one of those for Sanders or Montgomery this year? Superflex, one of, no, I wouldn't. No, I'm, I'm holding on, baby. I'm holding on. Yeah. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Is it like I'm just so disappointed? No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I'm not selling these picks that, like, you you know, you can make your team better for this year, and this this, this pick should have been more valuable moving to next year. But this uh, rookie running back class has been pretty disappointing with their production, and this rookie wide receiver class has been shockingly nice. And yeah, I, that's why I write. I think that I just don't want to be too much of a turtle and too much of a conservative to not move on those types of things. We should take this new information and value it, right? Right. Well, I, I think the information you should take is, you know, the the people that are much smarter than than us. We we've talked about this. We've talked to, um, um, why am I blanking? A lot of different Debbie people. Trust me. I've talked to the best Debbie people, the best in the business. And why are they blanking? Uh, okay. Katie Flowers? <laughs> we got Katie for one. Um, uh, you know, Paul Pertichese, Saturday to Sunday football podcast. Like people that, that know the, the, this, these draft class, they, they've told us that, man, no, the, the, the hype is real for the 2020 class. So I am believing what they say and – Unless I can get a real difference maker, a real stud that's going to really help me, I, I'm just I'm just vice gripping those. Not only 2021st, but 2022nds because I think it's a deep class. I think you're going to get some real good value in the second round in 2020. So both superflex and one QB leads. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, okay. You know what's crazy about Joe Burrow? Uh, your boy him? now from LSU. One, he's six four, yeah. uh, so for a typical size. And he's already thrown more touchdown passes this year than he did last year. Nice. And he was the starter, looks like, the entire season. So Was he? Oh, yeah. that's not good. They just changed the offense, and now yeah. uh, he – Light him yeah. up. Yeah, he's like two games off from matching his yardage total. So, here we go. Okay. Um, I think you have – I got sleeper pick, though. Yeah. Well, it's probably not a sleeper anymore. So I've got some leagues where I think it's first come, first serve on the waiver wire. I need to run out and see if he's he's available because he might be. If he's Debbie. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we should hey, – Ryan, I think we should just end it until next week. Okay. No, you, you – but I want to ask you this. No, I we, we got to leave with this. That's an Iowa note. We got to – I always give a shout-out to, to you know, the great state of Iowa. Because <laughs> you, you put in here, where are you on Fant or Hawk? I want to know before we go. Just a quick, that can, we can, this can be the closing thought, thoughts. So, Will Greenwood, take it away. Close, close the show with where you're at on Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson. So, Hawkinson has actually flashed a little bit. Had a couple touchdowns. At least had one big game against the Cardinals, but what tight end hasn't. Uh, I think you should, like, if you have Hawk, you're obviously holding him. If you're trying to buy him, you have an injury opportunity potentially now. And I think that the people that, that faded Fant harder – we're seeing that he's actually an NFL caliber talent at, at tight end and is flashing a little bit in his rookie year. And so I'm rising on, on Fant and staying put on Hawk. And that's why I wanted your kind of like neutral opinion, Ryan, because I'm obviously going to rise on these guys and you can't ever bring me down. No, I, I like it. I liked both of these guys coming in. I think TJ Hawkinson has shown you only, you know, just, more, more than I anticipated his rookie year. I know he's been inconsistent, but. No, but the, the Lions don't use the tight end. Right. Psych, boom. So I love Hawk. And then Noah Fant, we knew that he wasn't as polished coming into the NFL as his teammate at Iowa. So let let him grow. I mean, you got to be patient with Noah Fant. He's also like three years younger. Like, right, right. He's a baby. He's a baby. You got to be real patient. Just 
be patient, and I think it's going to pay off. Oh, I've been starting Fant, though. You started him last week. You had a big win. You started the week before that. He's been getting catches, like, in, in targets. Yeah, you know, you're it's right. not like he's, he's on the field. Yeah. And, and you know, the rumor on the street is they might be moving Emmanuel Sanders out of Denver. And that's just, you know, on a, on a team that, like, isn't trying to build for anything for this season, they're going to make him work and test it out and see what he can do. I did not hear that rumor yet. Ooh, I mean, that's a little uh, football guy's little rumor. Ooh. Um, oh, maybe I did did hear uh, Cecil Lamy say that the other night. Well, he said he can't say anything about it, but then he's like, but maybe. <laughs> like, can't say anything about it, but, mm. yeah. like, when, like if, he was, if he could wink into the camera. <laughs> I just took the YouTube version of that. I always listen to the podcast version. Uh, yeah, no fan. Uh, tied in 18 right now, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can start him, you know. You well, he's had, he's, he had a bad start, but the past two weeks he's been good. Uh, and let's ramp up that production. Yep, he, yep, he, you're right. Um, all right. Uh, might be your last chance to buy low. Might be the last chance. It's like Sternberger, you know, people are taking like. People take like Sternberger. Well, it's <laughs> fading on me. Oh, the, you know, the internet connection is getting unstable. Well, that means it's time for us to go. Plus I'm I'm tired. All right. So let's go to bed. We'll say goodbye to our listeners. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Jokes. Just because I'm going to Turkey doesn't mean you need to be one. Don't buy high on Ronald Jones, as per the advice of Ryan Livergood. That's right. No Rojo. Hashtag no Rojo. Unless it's Budding's turkey and it's like a 10 for a dollar deal. I don't know if you ever eat Budding's turkey, but it was such fat on cream cheese on like the cheapest bagel. I grew up on that stuff. Mm. I know what you're talking about. It's like the super thin sliced. Oh yeah, it's always it's like the it's like the white off whitish, like almost like it's a very light, 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 <laughs> like tan packet. It's it's honestly it's usually like four for a dollar. Yeah, like at cheap. worst. I, I I like the I like the ham of, of that. It's of probably that. the same stuff as the turkey. That, <laughs> but I'm telling you right true. now, put that on cream cheese. Put a bagel with cream cheese and that turkey on there. Change your life. <laughs>